is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Nice to be here. My name's Vinny. Just learned something. I'll share it with you. I've, I've learned that I've got a build-up of wax in one of my ears. I thought it was the case, and then I put these headphones on, and I can barely hear myself in one of the ears. So that means there's an exciting thing to be done after the show. Olive oil in the ear, and then a blast of water in the morning. Little hint for you there. Get an ear wax removal kit from uh, Shoppers Drug Mart. Is this thing on? Oh, it's live. Okay, good. Sorry, that was in a monologue. It accidentally spilt out over the top. My name is Vinnie White. You're listening to a pint of news with a frothy head of opinion, an oaky flavour of facts, and a comedy chaser on the side. Is News Talk 1010. You can get in touch with the show by texting 71010, or you can find me on the book of faces. Vinnie White is the name. Also, I never say this because I never use it, but if you're incredibly bored, frustrated, and uh, for some reason not capable of accessing something decent online like pornography, you can also use Twitter and find me there, at Vinnie White. And... Uh, Capido, the Amanda, who's quite a twit, tweet savvy, tw- twitterer, tweeter, twat, no. Um, anyway, she's uh, she's coming in later on, and uh, she quite often tweets on my behalf because uh, I'm an old man. Right, so uh, I had a weird one this week. We'll get to some proper news ish, proper ish news in a minute, but uh, I wanted to tell you about this weird road rage this week, weirdest ever. I still can't quite understand it. So, as you know, I'm a new motorcyclist, and I'm still finding my feet. But I think I'm a reasonable rider. And the the trick is, if you're learning, well, not if you're learning, but if you recently learned to ride one and you've recently got your test, err on the side of caution, which is a, a, a trick that a few other people could learn from those hoodlums that go riding around revving. Give us a bad name. But um, I'm, so I'm quite cautious, really. Also, I'm petrified of nearly every uh, kilometre an hour that I put on that thing. But um, I was riding along on College Street on the weekend and uh, just tootling along. Two lanes of traffic there, isn't there? And there's a cycle lane as well. It was evening, so it was all right. Not too busy. And uh, I got myself stuck behind a particularly slow car so I was about to move out into the next lane and the car behind that so the car behind the slow car was also thinking the same as me and I could see he was thinking that I thought well he's going to change lanes so if I change lanes he's obviously going to do it and there could be a collision air on the side of caution I'll let him out right so I let him out sort of gave him a gesture and he gave me a wave and it probably slowed down the traffic behind me by a second or two as I did so. So now, right, there's a taxi behind me and he just goes <laughs> with a permahonk. Never been a fan. And you have to bear in mind, on a, on a motorcycle, if you don't err on the side of caution, you're dead. Right, it's not like, oh, little fender bender. No, you're dead. So I've, I don't want to, I'm not going to apologise to this guy. And I'm so terribly upset I inconvenienced him for, for a second. And I noticed his light was on, so he's, you know, he's fishing for a fare, driving around, uh, burning fossil fuels and taking up unnecessary space on the road. And uh, so I thought, no, I'm not, I'm not standing for that. And the, the horn was so long that I'm actually, in the time that he was honking, managed to turn off my motorcycle and uh, go and talk to him. So I go up to his car, and he's finding it quite awkward because he's that close to my back wheel that he can't really get around me without backing up. So I walk over, 
right? And I say, what? Like, what? That's all I said. And he said, and this is the weirdest thing, a real man would have carried on, not let that guy out. And I had a helmet on, and I thought, I'm sure I didn't hear that, so I'll ask him. I said, what? He said, if you were a real man, you would have carried on, not let that guy out. I, I, I just... I just don't understand it. So I said, why are we discussing what a different person, apparently a, a realer man than me, some odd fictitious creation in your mind, would have done in this situation? And because you decided that this fantasy man in your mind would have done something other than I did, which is pretty easy as a conclusion to come to, being that you're inventing this man and therefore his actions, you decided you would protest and honk your horn to attempt to speed me up and now your evening has been somewhat slowed down by this unnecessary exchange. An exchange, by the way, that neither of us are enjoying. And he said, F off. Which uh, annoyed me. So I said, no, you F off. Which I'm really ashamed of myself because now I'm on his level. I'm better than this. And now I'm just shouting F off. Which, you know, after my little cheeky monologue I was quite proud of. I've dropped down a peg or two intellectually. So at this point, he's backed up a bit, and to get around my bike, he veers into the cycle lane, thereby nearly hitting a cyclist. And I honestly, you couldn't make this up. Guess what happens next? There's a red light. Cyclist leans his window, <laughs> audible for everyone to hear, and says, you effing nearly killed me. Why don't you eff off? <laughs> so now there's two of us, because I'm back on the other side. He's in an abusive sandwich. One guy on a motorbike and one guy on a bicycle. So we really give it to him, which I'm not proud of because I should be above all this. But I'm human and I'm a bit of an idiot. So I decided to give him a bit of my peace of my mind. So he took a lot of abuse, which I'm sure he gets every 26 seconds because he just didn't care. But as you know, a great deal of taxi drivers, not all, but a great deal of them are incapable of actually driving a car. So... um. Anyway, that was the weird one. A real man would have carried on. How did that happen? What? I almost thought, did you want to see my willy? <laughs> it's not very impressive, but at least it proves my gender. You know what I mean? So then there was that. And then um, I got to my destination, which was a swimming pool, and things it, weird things carried on happening. Unrelated, but still odd. I get there, change, everything's all ready to go. It's, it's late evening, I close at eight, so I'm sort of, you know, I've got about 20 minutes left. Have a quick swim. Just about to put a foot in the pool, and the lifeguard gets on the old megaphone. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I thought, oh, they're going to do the announcement to let everyone know that they're closing in 20 minutes. He said, uh, due to a fouling in the pool, everyone has to get out. And it was at that point, I won't go into graphics detail, but I saw something float by me that's put me off public pools for a long time. And I thought, is that karma? Would that have happened if I hadn't gone down to that taxi driver swearing level? Am I dealing with that as a result? Pat, you're shaking your head. You're not a believer. Definitely not. No, no, no. Nah. You can't uh, blame that person's bowels on uh, that cab driver's, you know. That cab driver was wrong as well. Yeah. I find a lot of people that believe in karma tend to self-inflate their own ego because by even coming up with a conclusion 
that that poo that floated past me is something to do with my previous actions. It means that I have consequences on the world and I'm not just a random person that's born and passing through in the blink of an eye, which in reality is the case. But I don't like to think about that because I'm terribly important. Yeah, karma's all about you. Yeah, it is, isn't it? That's so true. I know a girl like that. I won't mention her, but she's always like, oh, typical my luck. Streetcar was late. No, streetcars are always late. Yeah, that's that's the new thing, that victimization thing. It's just like, no, yeah. sometimes just things don't work out yeah. for you. That's not, you it's know. not about you, love. Yeah, it's not a conspiracy against you. Exactly. And I don't think anyone that prefixes a sentence with typical my luck I want to spend a lot of time with, because that's a Debbie Downer, isn't it? Absolutely. That's depressing. Yeah. And it could be a a bad, you know, a pox on you as well. You don't want to be around someone with bad luck. Yes, and not through karma, just through actual influence, genuine, scientific, notable influence. Yeah. In other words, if you hang around with miserable people, you might end up miserable. Exactly. And that's why I killed her. (laughs) Live, you say? That's embarrassing. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. So as the closing ceremonies happen around us, we are at the end of what was actually a really quite surprisingly good Olympics. And I mean that in the most positive light. It's just that I didn't have a great deal of hope for Rio being able to carry it off so impressively. Not to say there weren't the occasional problem, but uh, it went, generally speaking, quite well. There was, of course, the ticket scalping issue of... uh, Patrick Hickley, who's 71, who was involved in a scalping ring, who also happens to be Europe's top Olympic official. He was arrested naked. And then, of course, there was, speaking of nakedness, there was quite a lot of nakedness, wasn't there? There was the the Mongolian wrestling coaches who stripped off uh, in a very bizarre, angry display because they felt that they were robbed of a medal. So they stripped off to their pants. I encourage you to look that one up. It didn't achieve anything at all, apart from to make them look incredibly childish um, and it's a bit of a giggle I suppose and then of course there was the Japanese fellow that knocked the bar off with, with his willy um, which you know if you're going to knock the bar off it's it's a nice way to do it you know because you can say I know I'm not that impressive in some areas but in others clearly I am so well done you I didn't see the footage but um, I'll look that up later and uh, of course there was you know some rather white privileged uh, swimmers doing bizarre things in gas stations with locked doors. But nonetheless, when you think about it, most of it went quite well. Looks like the US did the best by uh, quite a long way, 121 medals in total. And uh, not not too far behind them is uh, China with 70 medals. Uh, and then, astonishingly, Great Britain did uh, very well, actually, way better than we, if I can label myself that, uh, normally do, uh, with 67 medals. Actually, more gold medals than the Chinese. Hmm. And then Russia uh, at fourth, Germany at fifth, Canada at 20th. But don't beat yourself up. It was pretty good work all all the way anyway. Low population, very good at winter sports. So I still love you dearly. And uh, 22 medals won from Canada at the Rio Olympics, uh, which I I don't quite understand this because it says here they finished 10th overall. Oh, 10th overall. I see. Yeah. Forgive me. I was talking about the golds earlier. So, yeah, 10th overall for Canada. 
so really quite good and well done. I'm incredibly impressed. I will continue to live here. You haven't embarrassed me in any way. So my particular favourite part, you may not have heard this. I just love some of the bizarre interviews that you get with people during the Olympics. And one of the most beautiful things about the Olympics, of course, you get this hoopla and majesty of legends, living legends like Usain Bolt winning a treble triple or a triple treble or lots of medals. Uh, but you also occasionally get people that were are indeed still nobodies on the global scale who have just been practising and beavering away in their own. Uh, private setting and then get put on this new awesome stage and a new spotlight and nothing could be uh, closer to this description than two Irish guys who I just love. They are rowers, right? And you might have heard about these guys. They were... Paul and Gary O'Donovan won a silver medal in the lightweight double skulls rowing competition on Friday. And we know this because of an interview on RTE Sport. Paul and Gary O'Donovan... Guys, good afternoon. Congratulations. You did us proud today. How are you feeling? Hi, lads. How are things? What's the crack? We're in Rio. <laughs> yeah. The, the, background might, might, the background might look superimposed, but it's very real. It is, yeah. <laughs> Certainly. Is. That's all there. Lads, listen, Paul, what, what, what has the last few hours been like for you? Yeah, I'm, I've been shook enough now, to be honest, since the, the racing. I'm a bit tired now and the legs are like jelly, but... Um, yeah, I suppose we did a bit of celebration, did the podium thing and got to put on the podium pants as well, so that was quite nice and um, saw the, the mother and the father and a few other people and took a few pictures and that and then um, I had to go and do this doping control thing, so I, I was there for an hour or two trying to take a pee then into a cup for them, so uh, after about 10 litres of water as well, so um, it's full up now to be honest. <laughs> Gary, it's a great crack though, isn't it? Yeah, he's been, he's been busy there. I was running around having a great time signing photographs and autographs and taking pictures and it was all well and good, you know. We'll be fairly tired now. We haven't had a bite to eat since, uh, since uh, two hours after, after the weigh-in. We had a, a bread roll with some Nutella and I'm fairly hungry now, but I believe they're on their way with some pizzas for us. Uh, Gary, has, has it sunk in what you achieved earlier on today? I suppose we haven't had much time to think about it, you know, it's been a bit of a circus since we finished the race. But, um, I, you know, we're just taking it all in and trying to enjoy it the best we can at the minute. And, uh, Paul, are, are you aware of what's been going on back home, back here? Because it's just been mayhem. The nation has gone, has gone rowing mad and O'Donovan mad. I heard that, uh, Gary got a Snapchat there earlier and they were roaring away mad or something and... But you know I haven't a clue what's going on, to be honest, at home, I'd say it was mad excitement altogether. It is a pity we're missing the whole thing out here. Yeah, <laughs> they're all in the pub at home and everywhere. Skibbereen's after closing down a national holiday or something. <laughs> we're missing it all. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. I should mention, by the way, that if you like this show, then you'll be in tears to know that I'm away for a few weeks. And if you don't like this show, then there'll be enormous relief. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to... Where am I going? Spain tomorrow, which uh, sounds quite glamorous. Uh, It sort of is, although I'm staying on a friend's couch. It's not like, you know... But, you know, what can you do? Uh, And then, obviously, when I'm in Europe, I have to go home or my mother will castrate me. So I'm from Spain, I go to London, and then I'm going to a wedding in Italy... 
which again sounds good, but uh, I don't really know them. I'm just I'm just being that guy that hangs around with his girlfriend. Yeah, but I mean, it's not, I'm not complaining. It sounds fantastic, but uh, that's what I'm doing, and then I'll be back. So I'm gone for three shows, and uh, if you miss me, you can download the podcast from vinniewhite.co.uk or just sort of do something else, watch a movie or something, really. Get on with your life. Look at a bit of fluff in the corner of the room. I'm sure you'll get by. Uh, Amanda Capito's here. She is a living legend. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> that's a bit much, actually. That's great. I can't take it back now, can oh. I? I've got in with it. Um, nice to see you. I want to do a bit on this, because we normally do a, a very loose feature called Newsy Poos. And uh, in this week, anti-gay hate group leader, Tony Perkins, unsure why God destroyed his home. It's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, this guy works for the really weirdly named Family Research Council. He's the president. And um, he had to escape in a canoe as a flood of biblical proportions struck his home in Louisiana. This is all very well, but the problem is he's the same guy that quite often says that every time there's any form of natural disaster, it's God's wrath against LGBT people. So it's like, so why why is your house flooded? <laughs> to which he said this. So, uh, I mean, this is a, a flood of, I would have to say, near biblical proportions. Nothing like this. And I've been uh, in involved in disaster relief, especially here in Louisiana, working in coordinating a relief efforts through uh, several hurricanes. This uh, is unlike anything we've seen before. In fact, uh, we uh, had to escape from our home uh, Saturday by canoe. Uh, our family. Uh, you had to take a canoe. You didn't drive away from your home and you couldn't walk. There was actually that much water that you got into a watercraft to exit your own home. We had uh, we had about 10 feet of water at the uh, end of our driveway. Um, we we our, our house flooded, our, uh, our cars, we, uh, a few of our cars flooded. It, it, it's been... Uh, but here, here's the, the significant thing about this is this has affected probably 80% of the community. And he goes on to say uh, a lot, but not what a lot of people are asking. Because let's not forget, this is the guy that once blamed the Boston Marathon bombing on sexual liberalism. And uh, he declared that national disasters are acts of God, um, not consequences of climate change. He doesn't believe in that. And he said that his family of seven escapes in a canoe as you heard there, under a load of water. When asked, why do you think God did that then? He said, we're going to look for what God's going to do in this. He said, I'm asking those questions and I'm going to see. Bit of a cop-out, isn't it? Yeah, like I'm just shaking my head this entire time. I And then he went on to say, I suppose in retrospect it was foolish of me to blame gay people for weather conditions, particularly in light of the overwhelming scientific evidence of the human influence on climate and that there's plenty of examples of homosexuality in nature. It's made me question my sexuality myself, in fact. He said that? No, he didn't. I wish he did, though. (laughs) What? He was never going to say that. Never going to say that. I think he might be thinking it, but that's not going to come out loud anytime soon. So there you go. I mean, my heart goes out to people that lost their home, but it must make you question things. Although, does it? Because when you've got blind belief... That's right. When you feel that strongly about anything, it doesn't matter. You're going to justify human nature. We justify things. There's always a way, isn't there? There's always a way. I remember a really good example of this in Chile. There was an earthquake some years ago, 
and everything collapsed in a particular village other than the church. And the headline, obviously it's a deeply Catholic country, the headline of the local newspaper was, look what Jesus did, he saved us. And it shows this devastated town and a church that's still standing. I noticed the hospital had collapsed, Yeah, but let's not worry about that. Yeah, and I mean, it's a it's a kind of a, a beautiful like idea, yeah. but but at the same time. But that's the thing, isn't it? When you believe something, always, you can always find an angle. And if you can't, an then angle. you just say, I don't know, but God moves in mysterious ways. Yeah, we have, we have yet to find out. Well, that's what he was implying. Yeah. I've yet to find out the yeah. reason, but it's it's a reason. I'll right? ask that. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get on the canoe and row away as quick as I can. <laughs> It'll be an Olympian. Ten feet of water, year. though. That's a lot. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. He, they were questioning his use of a canoe, but damn, he needed one. He needed a watercraft. <laughs> yes. What have you been up to today? I just came back from the CNE, the mm. beautiful exhibition, which I love. The Canadian National Exhibition. Yes. Mm. Um, but something actually interesting from this year's go, although the food is great as always and like Midway was wonderful. But when I was shopping around in the in the stores, mm. I found that a lot of booths, and maybe they've slowly been doing this, but this year more than ever, a lot of booths are charging for samples or for trying out things that you're considering of buying. Hmm. which I found really odd and such nominal fees that make me shake my head. And it's like, it's almost, um, I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing. Like what I'm, kind I'm of, offended. What, what kind of thing are we talking? So like, for instance, you know, the, do you know those little hoverboard spinny things that people are riding around on the sidewalk? It's almost like a segue without a handle. Yeah. Instant idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those things. So those things were for sale for 250 bucks. Oh, yeah. All right. That's, that's kind of affordable. If you really want to get something you know, cutting edge and you wanted to try something new. I yeah. don't know. I just thought I never tried one. Yeah. And I always thought how hard would this be? So I try, I went up to the booth and just asked like, can I try it? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it's $3 for two minutes. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's $3 more, for two minutes. So it's more than a dollar a minute. And what you're going to time me. And then what if I'm like jittery getting onto it? Like, is, are we serious? And are I'm you like, trying to sell this product or what? Yeah. And I'm like, do you guys miss the memo on what marketing is? Yeah. And also the, the CNE is known for you're paying your admission and you're going to, you're going and you're getting access to all these booths to go see what they have and try it. Like, you know, it's yeah. an imply that you're going to try it out. So I was just really taken aback. And then a massage chair. Again, I have like a really intense calf massager at my house, mm. which. Um, Is that for small cows? No, come on. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's for your like knees down. And it was about 350 bucks, but mm. really like so worth it. And this chair looked like the exact same style, but for your whole body. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe, like, maybe this is my next step. This is my next purchase. And again, when I went to go, okay, can I try it? They were like, yeah, $5 for 10 minutes in the chair. So you, and the, but then they are selling them. Well, I did end up paying five dollars for did? that chair. Well, at this, I, I kind of waited a little bit. I lingered because the, the chairs were all full for a while. Yeah, and they're selling them. That chair was, you know, five thousand nine hundred dollars. Crikey, very expensive. But so, I was like, why? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. This is, I, I Sampling should be free. It put me And if off. you really like, if you're really like, okay, well, we can't, we'll have too many people try it. Well, then put a time limit on it. Yeah. So there's a hoverboard. You can have a go for a minute. Yeah. And no doubt sign this piece of paper to make sure you don't sue us. Sure. When you drive into a road or something. And then what's also really, as I walked around, so I said no to the hoverboard. I was offended by the $3 ask. Yeah. The $5 massage, I figured, you know what? I can actually use a massage. I've been walking around all day, whatever. I'll pay this $5. Mm. But then... I was with a friend and he overheard them saying $10 to someone else. And then he actually saw two people go in without getting charged. I was like, oh, are they just pocketing this money? What's going What's on going here? On? What's going on? What yeah. is this? The sucks of Morocco? <laughs> this is we need stability. Yeah, I just was taken aback. And then as I walked around more, I found another booth offering the hoverboard things for free. I tried it for free. 
So I did end up getting it for you free. You didn't buy one though, did you? No. no. But this is how, if anyone who knows anything about marketing, this is the top of the funnel. Get me interested. Have me try it. Have a really positive experience. Mm. And then maybe I'm going to go back and buy. Now if I go back and buy one, I know which, which guy I'm going to. Where's the trust? Imagine if, for example, you owned a canvas print company. <laughs> Like, I don't know, just a random one I'll pull out of the air, mrphotocanvas.com. Wouldn't it be great if you paid on pickup, thereby trusting people? Yeah. Well, pff, that'll be the day. <laughs> Wait, do you do that? Yeah, or I do, do you... that, mrphotocanvas.com. Really nice. Just going to slide that in. It go. didn't fit. It was a, a square peg really, in a round hole. But I got it in there. It was forced. You forced it right on in. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we'll talk about other things, newsy-poozy. You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. So we're all going back to school soon, aren't we? Even the Prime Minister went back to school today. Trying to... He went with lots of other ministers. Uh, One with a bit of a a reputation as a problem child, Jane Philpott. It came out recently that Philpott paid 3700 to an executive sedan livery service, otherwise known as limo companies for travel around Toronto and Hamilton and Niagara Falls but that's 3700 bucks right only two days wow it's a lot isn't it there's a lot March 31st and July the 12th an amount she's promised to reimburse by the way the health minister used the uh, start of a two day cabinet retreat at Laurentian University to apologise in her defence she did apologise uh, in person for repeatedly using a pricey luxury car service owned by a man who volunteered on her election campaign last fall hmm <laughs> Seven ten ten. if you think this is alright or not alright I'm not sure I like the sound of this casting the controversy uh do you say, or is one of these, that's my word. Controversy. You say controversy, don't you? Yeah. Right. And I say aluminum. Yes. I'm trying to convert, but I'm now, I'm right in the middle, because I would normally say controversy. Oh, that's so weird. But I'm trying to force myself, but I always forget which one I'm supposed to say. Yeah. And I end up going, compare. <laughs> anyway, so casting the compare as a <laughs> learning experience for all ministers, Phil Pot uh, repeated her vow made in a written statement last week to reimburse at least $3,700. I'm happy to uh, say now in person, in front of all of you, she said that I apologise for what took place. The costs were too high. Those costs were inappropriate, and I apologise for that. So water under the bridge, perhaps, but it does make you think, how on earth do they manage to just pay these exorbitant amount of monies to these companies? Because she also paid another... 3800 to the same company for 20 trips to Toronto Pearson Airport. And I did the math on this. It's 191 bucks a trip. So that seems... Because a limo from downtown to... If you use one of those black ones, it's about, what is it, 65 bucks, I think? From I don't travel in limo normally. <laughs> well, there's a racket what... at the airport, isn't it? Yeah. Where you come out and you have to get in a limo, which is, what is that about? <laughs> but I did it once and I vowed to never do it again. It was really expensive. But I think then it was 55 bucks, and that was a few years ago. Either way, $191 a trip is outrageous. What is this car, the Beast? <laughs> was it a monster truck with flat tyres and a hole in the fuel tank? I mean, what? where do they come up with that? But she, uh, the ministers have, have all clubbed together. And uh, sort of in a way that, you know, she apologised. She went on to say that ministers need to travel in a way that is safe and secure and reliable and also where they can conduct business in a vehicle. So she defended her use of limos. Can't you do all those things in a taxi? Yeah. I don't get it. Not alive. Only phones worked in taxis. And you didn't have to drive yourself. And I don't like that she's saying this was a learning experience. How many learning experiences do we have to have? I know. Get out of here. It should be common sense. It, it was a failure of common sense. Yeah. 
That's the other thing. When they, a lot of governments, uh, including the last time there was an expense scandal, they said, we're putting measures in place to make sure this doesn't happen again. We spent too much money. Yeah. And we didn't think it through. Here's the measures you put in place. Don't spend loads of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's go. quite simple. It's so easy. Yeah. Um, limo from Stuffville to YYZ Airport to Pearson Airport is $90. Thank you for the text that just came in. Yeah. And uh, taxi from Newmarket to Leicester B. Pearson, $85, said someone else. Thank you for the updates. I appreciate it. So I she's paying So many people bucks. are taking tax. I mean, taking limos. What was this street shenanigans today? Yes. It was Open Streets TO today. Yeah. How was it? Did you go? Uh, did you take part in it? No. <laughs> I don't know how many people did. I think uh, very few, if you ask me. Uh. They shut down. This was an initiative that started three years ago, and I remember going to the inaugural one. I was covering it for News Talk 1010, actually, yeah. as a reporter, and they shut down Young Street. I think it was, like, between Wellesley and Dundas for a couple hours in the afternoon, and they set up, like, yoga lessons and chalk art, and, you know, businesses could have little booths, and... People extended their restaurants, extended their patios to across the whole road. Like it was, it was really, I actually thought it was pretty good. But people had a problem with Young Street being shut down, which I get. Although it was only a couple hours in the middle of a Sunday, it caused quite the stir. Mm. So I guess they're still playing around with it, trying to find a happy medium to help the drivers and to help the city and pedestrians who want to take part. So this year, Mm. they shut down Bloor Street. Uh, in between, like, I, for, from what I could tell for sure, like starting at Church Street, and then they let all intersections go through, but Bloor itself was closed, right? So That's weird. All the way p- just past Bay. So, so they this, let it, all, all the intersections. So if you're walking on Bloor, so if you're you going would be, north and you're crossing Bloor, you could still drive. Yeah, but if, if you're, you're passing, walking east-west on Bloor as part of the thing, right, then you have, have to, to stop at every intersection. Yes, and go around and, and use a crosswalk. Okay. So they're trying to make it more driver-friendly, copy, great. But what really bothered me, so I live on Bloor Mm. in said strip area. So I couldn't exit my, like I have a car. I couldn't actually get out of my building for the whole day. And now this is my own fault. I didn't realize it was coming coming up and I didn't realize. I saw Open Streets Toronto and I just assumed it was going to be Young Street again. Yeah. So when I drove up this morning, I was going somewhere. It's like, could not exit my building for the whole day. But surely you're overlooking the happiness of the families doing face painting and eating ice creams and playing music and yeah. busking and the floats. <laughs> I'll stop you right there because none of that was happening. <laughs> Literally none of that. There was nothing set up on the streets, Vinny. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Literally nothing. Like, I was like, wait, maybe it's just nothing now at 10 a.m. because it's just starting. I checked back at 1230. Literally nothing. No busking. No, no. I thought, where's the yoga? Where's the chalk art? Literally nothing. And so, I, and then I actually walked down a bit because I had to go to the bank. And I'm walking down. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, there, TD had a booth, and but they had it on the sidewalk. I was like, oh, okay, so you didn't need the street. <laughs> Open streets <laughs> using sidewalks. And then the, I just found that the it, it seemed like such a bust to me. People were walking on the sidewalks because it was almost like people were confused. Is something happening? Is something about to be set up on the street? Right. Should we avoid it? Yeah. The random family kind of wandered into the street like, oh, I guess we can walk. And a couple a couple volunteers like just not just straggling. A bunch of them sitting on the curb, actually. I saw a bunch of them playing Pokemon. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then another one sitting. And then another one carrying a sign that said, slow, please, with a snail and walking. And I'm like, slow for... 
For is who? It slow for the people walking? walking? Well, there's for no car, so I suppose it must be. Cyclists? I don't know. I don't know, but really, it was... Uh, that sounds tragic. It was. It looked tragic. Were you tempted to just remove all your clothes and streak down the middle? <laughs> I'd be like, this is the entertainment. Yeah. I, I was just... I thought, you know, if I was a busker, I'd just set up show right now. You have the whole stage. You have yeah. the whole street. There's nothing happening. So this is the text this week. Did anyone see anything at all <laughs> other than some meandering people on Open Streets T.O.? Text in 71010, please, if you attended and saw some sort of entertainment. Maybe they booked an act. And... <laughs> all that didn't show up. All of them. Yeah, exactly. They all didn't show up. <laughs> you know, the other it, last time it was like local businesses promoting their yoga. Like the YMCA had a booth. They were promoting their workout classes. They brought like cowbells out. This is three years ago when I covered it. And I remember thinking, this is awesome. Yeah. Now, I just, there is, I do not get it. I do not get it anymore. Maybe the whole thing is that it's nothing. <laughs> it's, it's like an ironic, like, yeah, we're exactly. going to close the street just because. <laughs> it's it's the minimalist celebration. <laughs> or perhaps it was a, a fantastically discreet Where's Waldo that you didn't clue into. <laughs> A giant game. <laughs> Seven ten ten. Did you see anything on the streets of Open Streets TO today? And if not, why not? Also, are you Brian Adams stuck in an airport and were you supposed to be there? <laughs> because something sounds a bit fishy to me. So weird. No stage is nothing. <laughs> and we've got to do one more break and then we'll come back with a bit. Oh, we haven't. Oh, I love it when you say that. That's so lovely. We can just chatter on. Okay. Like no one's business. Uh, I've got two things for you. You can take your pick between them. Okay. Uh, would you like to talk about um, international swear words? We can do one of our quizzes. What are these swear words? Okay, that's kind of right? cool. Or I'm not sure this is our demographic, but I'll throw it out there. Justin Bieber deactivating his Instagram account. Which oh. one of those do you want? I'm going to go with the swear words. Excellent. Because one would make you swear, and the other one, you'll hear swearing, <laughs> but in different languages. Are we allowed to swear in different languages? I've been thinking about this, and I don't really know. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit nervous about it. I'm definitely going to skip the French, because okay. that one's official. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to keep trucking with the rest of them. Okay. So, don't worry. No one in Toronto speaks any other languages. Oh, my goodness. We'll be just fine. Okay. I've got three weeks off after this. <laughs> Could be a couple of years. Oh All right, gosh. let's have some music. If you can dig some music up, Pat, and I'll do a quiz with you, Amanda Capito. We're going to go around the world and look at different swear words. And I want you to tell me whether these are true or not true. Okay. And obviously I'll translate them as well. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm going to skip one of them because it's disgusting. Oh, God. <laughs> can you feel the thin ice under your feet? Can't wait. This Here we sounds go. exciting. Here we go. <laughs> so obviously the enunciation will be terrible, which is a good thing because people probably won't understand it anyway. But the first one is German. If you have German children, cover their little ears. <laughs> they don't need to hear this. Um, it is Tuchinfreithof. Tuchinfreithof. Is that a German swear word? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it means... You cake graveyard. You cake graveyard? Yeah, as in you are a graveyard for cakes. <laughs> I think it's saying you're fat. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's a good one, isn't it? That's a good one. Um, Kisama. Japanese. What language is that? Okay. Is that a swear word? Yeah. It is. It's a really weird one. I won't say it again in case there's lots of Japanese people listening. But it, apparently it's a very rude way of saying you. That's all it is. Oh, like you. I guess. <laughs> like that? <laughs> As in what you'd like to say to the organisers of that festival. Yeah. Oh, you. Um, is this a swear word? Gok flimbok in Mandarin. And I'll give you, before you answer it, it means 
your mother should be at a funeral. Yes. No. You made that up? I made it up. Wow. My own and like little you didn't brain. even make a you even made a really good definition for it. I like know, it I was wasn't quite like myself, right? you smoked 20 cigarettes and you and you look great. Like you make such <laughs> weird ones. Okay, okay, okay. Mandarin. Guitao. Turtle's okay. head. Turtle's head. Mm-hmm. But you already did another Mandarin, so I'm gonna have to believe this one's real. Yes. It is correct. Yeah. Think about turtles. Turtle's head. Well, think about it. Because it's so small, so you're down. Not really what I'm going for. It's keep, soft. Keep, yeah, think. I mean, without being graphic, think about. Does it look like something else? Oh. Okay, there we go. No, is that what that's implying? <laughs> Honestly, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you read into it. It says in brackets, penis. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There's, there's no... Sorry. I didn't want to read out penis, but now you've made me do it. I, you know, the journalist in me just wants to know... Fair enough. The facts. Um, this is a language called Amharic, and the swear word is syllabot. Like syllabot. Like syllabot. There's two problems with this, because first of all, I don't know who speaks Amharic. Yeah. Do you? Like, did you make up that language and this is like a complete fake? Can you 71010 Amharic, uh, <laughs> if you speak it, and let me know? Oh, do you know? Aramaic. Right. I think this might be my worst point in radio history. <laughs> At least we don't sound geographically <laughs> okay. dense. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's move so on. Gonna... Move on quickly. Syllabot, is that a swear word? Yes. Yeah, it means you are f- the fatty layer of warm milk that floats to the top. Oh, that's really gross. Gross, isn't it? Right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, skip that one because it's a bit too rude. Moving on. Now, you're Italian, so you should be able to get this. Um, it means... Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the words, first of all. In Italian, is this a swear word? Cicazabau. Maybe that's on Asian. <laughs> and, like, maybe you're saying it so wrong that I don't recognise it. And it means you can't build a decent house. <laughs> you know what? To be honest, um, we don't use that word... <laughs> But, but my I do come from an Italian household and like Casa's house, so I get, it makes sense. But no, we we swear with much more. Um, well done, Congru- much more absolutely, I made it up. You're absolutely right. Oh, there you go. Um, I can't say what a real one is though because it's yeah. too rude. Um, we do say, like. Okay, I can say. In, can I say it in Italian? Is that right? It's quite rude in English. Va, starting with va. What is it? Chicazo. Chicazo. Do you know what that means? No. It, I'll do it in a polite way. It means um, what the turtle head. Okay. If no. I'm mixing my swearing. That's so interesting. No. Tamil, right? Mulekan. You Mulekan? And it means literally breast eye. No. Yes, it is. That's a real thing. You know what it is? Breast eye means nipple. The eye of a breast. Oh. So if you that want sounds to ups- like such a thing you would totally make up. Oh my gosh, especially you. I'm keeping that one. Any uh, breast eye? Any Tamil people that upset me? But even that, I don't get how that's an insult. Uh, Are nips yeah, gross? Yeah, but I, I won't say it because it'll offend people. But the the well known Quebec one is also incredibly bizarre. It means upside down tabernacle, doesn't it? Oh. Yeah. I, didn't I can't know say that's what it. it. Yeah, but I didn't know that's what it meant. A lot of swearing is weird, but they have noticed that even... Try, I can't believe I know this, but I saw a documentary on swearing once. Really? They have noticed that even isolated groups that have never had any communication together, i.e. tribal peoples in Brazil, right. all tend to have exactly the same swear word. It's all the same stuff. Wow. It involves mothers, yeah. sex, and going to the toilet. We're very simple. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, <laughs> this one's Russian, or is it? The word is blin. You are a blin. No. 
it means two things. It it is a swear word. Okay. But it's also a pancake. It's a pancake or a prostitute. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone's accidentally got a very bizarre breakfast. No, but see, this is interesting because like a pancake's flat and dry and stupid, right? Like I get it. Oh, I see. Because we have that in Italian when we say bacala, like that's a fish, but also that's someone really stupid. Like that guy's a bacala. Ah. Now, what was it that you said earlier, Pat, when I said the word A M H A R I C? Aramaic. Yeah. Apparently, someone's just texted. It's the Ethiopian national language. Oh. Really? Because I thought it was from uh, the Mel Gibson uh, movie about Jesus. That's what uh, the, they spoke. Okay. I might be mixing it up. We're not talking Braveheart, are we? No, the, the <laughs> Jesus one. Because I could have sworn they were Scottish. But I, do, I am that bad at geography today. I'm starting to worry. Uh, yeah, apparently. Does it make it better if I know, I know the capital of Ethiopia, Addis Ababa? Does that get? Does that redeem any points? I think got to move on. Mm. I think just kind of move right along. Embarrassing, isn't it? Uh, the final one, and this one is f- Swedish yet again, and it means uh, it means poo boot. Okay. <laughs> it's skitstovl. All right, I'm going to use that. No, you made that up. No, it's true. Ah, poo boot. Cool. I would like to finish the show by letting you know that Amanda, the last text that came in, says, Amanda is my girl crush. Oh, thank you. There you go. Made my day. Many admirers. Uh, She'll be back in a few weeks, as will I. I've got the next three weeks off. I'm going around Europe to do various things. And uh, I look forward to coming back and telling you about tales of faraway lands. Hopefully it goes well. Have yourself a lovely few weeks and look after yourself. I'll be back. Fall. Mm. I like to call it late summer.